This podcast is rated G for general audiences, all ages admitted. The American School Foundation's Shakespeare Club presents A Midsummer Night's Dream, Episode 2 of Tricks and Troubles. Previously on A Midsummer Night's Dream, we learned about how Theseus and Hippolyta were getting married. Theseus's co-worker, Aegea, was set on pairing her daughter Hermia with Demetrius, the son of Theseus. But things got complicated when Hermia revealed she loved another. Meanwhile, the employees of Theseus's firm got together to plan a gift. They discussed how they were going to make a play and finally decided that they would meet to practice in Central Park. Hi, haven't talked to you in a bit. Missed me? Well, of course you did, I'm gorgeous. Well, you can't really see me, can you? Whatever, take my word for it. I am a sight to see. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get back to the story. So we left off when Lysander and Hermia agreed to meet at Central Park to plan their escape, right? The two lovers planning their exodus at the most famous park in New York. While Central Park is a home of many hip and trendy speedwalkers, 6 p.m. cycling classes, and creepy carousel enthusiasts, the 843 acres of trees and grass house more than your average New Yorker would know. You didn't hear this from me, but some people are convinced that the park is a home of some pretty strange and magical creatures. (laughs) Did you hear that? Look now, I think it's a fairy. Greetings, but where are you wondering at such a late hour in human territory? It's past six. Ew, do you seriously talk like that? I have to run some errands for the fairy queen, Titania, and I have to hurry because she and the elves will be here soon. So, hi. Bye. Okay, hold on a sec. These are some of the magical creatures from Central Park that I was talking about earlier. One's just a regular fairy, and the other, the one that talks like a film fanatic talking about Scorsese movies, is the infamous Puck. Fine, fine, wait. Just don't let your old queen get near my king. King Oberon is furious. After seeing the boy Titania kidnapped, he became incredibly jealous. So, for all you fools that completely ignore the fairy community, let me tell you what's going on. So, basically, Titania and Oberon, the two people that the fairies just mentioned, are king and queen of the fairies in Central Park. They're basically like the Brangelina of the fairy fandom. Yes, because they're an amazing power couple and we love them, but also because they're totally terrible for one another and they fight all the time. And they eventually broke up. Um, I know, but they were totally toxic, so... Anyway. Things didn't end when they broke up. Oh, no, no, no. When I tell you they didn't stop being toxic after they ended things, I mean it. After the breakup, Titania decided to do something that she knew would get on Oberon's nerves. Because Titania and Oberon are fairies, they are totally intrigued by us humans to the point where they have always said that they wanted a little human all to themselves. Like a little adopted human pet. However, because of all the ups and downs of their relationship, this never happened. But after their breakup, Titania decided that she could have a little human pet all to herself, couldn't she? And Oberon would just have to deal with it. So one morning, when a trendy vegan mom left her baby unattended in her stroller because she was berating a hot dog stand guy about how she couldn't believe that he didn't have any Beyond Meat sausages, Titania took the opportunity. She quickly snatched the baby from the stroller and went on her merry way with her new little pet. The only problem, of course, was that Oberon found out about this, and he was pissed. So now the entire fairy kingdom at Central Park has chosen sides. King Oberon wants to keep the human boy for himself. And Titania, of course, after seeing him already mad, kept coddling the boy, furthering my king's rage. And why should I trust you? If I'm not mistaken, you are Puck. Puck the fool fooled and fooler. 
I've heard about how you blow cappuccino foams off lattes, switch cafes, supplies of almond milk with whole, and how you scared off the preschoolers crossing 15th Street. Still, I have heard how you help those who call you sweet puck. You give them good luck and good fortune. <laughs> My reputation precedes me. How very well. It is true that I do all that and more. Ha, one time I turned myself into a red shirt and I stuffed myself into a washer holding only white clothing. Best moment of my life. <gasps> Quiet now, I think King Oberon is coming. Oh no, Queen Titania's here too. Oh, what joy I feel when I see you, Titania. Similar to the happiness I feel when I step on a bee barefoot. Ha, ha, ha. Your humor still lacks any wit, but what did I expect? You can't have both. I mean, looks and personality. Fairies, let's leave. Wait now, as my wife and the subject of my court, shouldn't you respect and follow my every order? Well, if we're talking about marital commitments, doesn't that mean that you, as my husband, should be faithful to me? Whatever do you mean, foolish woman? Oh, honey, it's no secret that you enjoy disguising yourself as a human and leaving Central Park to get an Americano with Hippolyta. At this rate, you should just start charging for coffee dates so that we can make some profit out of your promiscuity. <gasps> How dare you! You know Americanos hurt my stomach. I only drink oat milk lattes. And anyways, what about you and Theseus? You seem to enjoy drinking some banana smoothies every time you visit his apartment. <gasps> Enough! Whatever. How long are you planning on staying in Central Park? Until Theseus' wedding. Okay, bye, Oberon. I've had enough of you for one day. And so, Titania and the fairies left. Fine, leave. Ugh, I hate her. I wish I could get back at her for stealing the child without me. And suddenly... Oberon had an idea. Oh my god. I just came up with the perfect solution. Puck, my loyal servant, I have a task for you. Anything for my king. Good, good, good. All right, so you must collect the Amor flower and bring it to me. You do remember where you can find it, right? Yes, why, of course I remember the Amor flower. Can I Uber it to you? No, 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 no. This is not like the other deliveries. This matters. Fine, then. I will fetch it for you and return soon. Okay, so a little odd, right? How is a flower going to help Oberon get his revenge? Well, you see, the Amor flower isn't any ordinary flower. It's magic. Basically, the flower has a magical juice hidden inside its petals. So when you take this juice and drop it on someone's eyelids when they're sleeping, they will fall madly in love with the next living creature they see when they wake up. So I'll take the Amor flower and drop it into Titania's eyelids. Then, when she wakes up, she'll fall in love with the first thing she sees, even if it's little Huddy Shrek. My, why, she would fall for a donkey if she saw one. And before I revert the spell, I'll take her human pet and make him mine. <laughs> oh, yes. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody's coming. What if I just make myself invisible and get the inside scoop of their lives? You know, the last time I did that, I find out Beyonce was pregnant with blue ivy. O-M-G, the drama. Don't you know what N-O stands for? It means no. So please, stop following me. This is getting pathetic. Where are they? Hermia! Lysander! Did you just lie to me to get me out here? Why, now I'm in love and I'm lost. Just leave me alone! I can't! Demetrius, I'm attracted to you like cringy rappers are attracted to face tattoos. But don't you understand that I'm not attracted to you? 
in the slightest. Having to look at you is like having to watch a Twilight marathon. It's just cringy and unnecessary. But Demetrius, don't you understand that whenever I'm away from you, it's torture? I don't understand you. I'm not kind to you, not warm in my words. God, I threw my ice latte on you when I saw you stalking me last night. And I still need you to pay me back for that, by the way. But seriously, why do you love me? Think of this, our love akin to that of a dog and his owner. Though you may hurt me with your words and lattes, I will return. I will return always. And though I will be here for you always, treated or not treated as a dog, I would prefer a more human-to-human -human type of treatment. Though my love to even your dog would be the greatest of pleasures. <sighs> Whatever, Helena. It's not going to happen. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go find Hermia and Lysander. Good luck with all the weirdos that come to Central Park in the middle of the night. It's night? Well, I didn't even notice from the light your beautiful face shines upon me. But I'll follow you, Demetrius. I'll follow you even if it's hell. Oh! Because... Don't touch me, you weirdo! <laughs> that wasn't me! That was a leaf, dear lover. And so, Helen and Demetrius left in search of Hermia and Lysander. Oh my god. This is so good. So this guy Demetrius kind of hates this girl Helena, right? Well, honey, I just got the stuff right for that. What? I got just the right stuff for that is what I meant to say. A little spritz of the Amor juice and this hunk will be the one chasing you. And then, in comes Puck. <sighs> King Oberon, I thought that these... Pilates classes would have been better prepared of me for this. The flower, Puck. The Amor flower. What? Oh, yes, yes, here it is. Ah, how wonderful. Now let the games really begin. Games? Don't ask me why I know this, but after our breakup, Titania started sleeping next to the Bethesda fountain. It's not like I sometimes watch her or anything. No, anyways, anyway, this is the plan. I'm going to sneak up on her while she's sleeping and drop some of the Amor juice on her eyelids. Right? It's not creepy at all. We will fill her mind with the most devious dreams and wishes. Yes. <laughs> of course, not creepy in the slightest, Your Majesty, yeah. right away. Good. But wait, wait, wait. I have one other task for you. Take some more petals. I also want you to drop some of its juice on the eyes of another. This poor, helpless girl is madly in love with a guy that hates her. So, wouldn't it be so much fun to make him fall in love with her for no reason? <laughs> so just take some of the juice in these petals and drop them into his eyelids. And do it carefully so that he'll end up loving her more than she loves him. You'll know him by that horrid Bloomingdale's trench coat he wears. That and a very hip and retro pair of Chelsea boots he bears. Do so and do so with care. And of course, before it becomes morning, be off, leave, now. So now King Oberon asks Puck to drop some of the Amor juice into Demetrius's eyelid so that he falls in love with Helena. The only problem is that Puck didn't see Demetrius when Oberon spied on them, so he doesn't really know what he looks like. Guess we'll just have to see if Puck doesn't screw it up. Of course, sire. It would be my greatest pleasure. Join us for a brief intermission from this episode of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Have you ever attended a high school production? Have you ever experienced a middle school musical? Have you ever joined us for some TED Talks or capping ceremonies? Well, if you have, then you've certainly visited the Fine Arts Center at ASF. Our beloved theater, The Fact, where community and culture collide, will be 10 years old this fall. 
So join us in celebrating the establishment in, of this amazing place. This message was brought to you by the Fine Arts Center. So we're back now, but look, look at the Fairy Queen. She's being lulled and sung to sleep. So let us be quiet. Something, but I guess listening to rain sound spinter through for some people. Wait a minute. I think I see King Oberon. Now my queen shall face my wrath. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Did I almost wake her up? Oh, phew. Thank the fairies. I almost screwed it up completely. Enough of that. I will now drown my past lover's eyes with the juice of the amour flower. <laughs> At last. Justice! Now, please, whenever she wakes up, let there be a sewage rat nearby. <laughs> Goodbye, sweet darling. What the heck? For all of you scornful exes out there, please do not be inspired by Oberon's actions. If you want to get back at your ex, pretend to get them pistachio ice cream only for it to be a concoction of wasabi on a cone. Too tame to do any damage, but sends a point. Anyway, don't think I've forgotten about Hermia and Lysander. Well, here they come now. How are you? Want some pink lemonade seltzer? Oh wait, never mind. I finished it. Great, Lysander, just, just great. Now we have to resort to water. Can you pass me Madeline? I packed it in the back pocket and... Well, actually, I drank the seltzer because the Madelines I ate were so dry. Lysander! How are we ever going to get through Central Park to Penn Station without any seltzer or madelines? This little adventure of ours just keeps getting worse and worse and... How far are we anyways? Well, how mad would you be if, hypothetically speaking, we were lost? Lysander! How can we be lost? You literally just put the address down on Google Maps. We were following it. Well, I kind of ran out of battery. Kind of? How? We literally got here an hour or less ago. I kind of forgot to charge it because I was doing my annual Toy Story marathon and I fell asleep around 3 a.m. I couldn't stop watching when it got to Lotso, you know? I just couldn't. And then, of course, I forgot to charge it. Oh, you're so annoying sometimes. You couldn't have waited until after we got to Long Island to do your little Toy Story marathon? Like, come on. Oh, whatever. For now, let's sleep. Honestly, I think it's way past my 8.30 bedtime to understand what you just said, so we can find a nice patch of grass and sleep until morning. Maybe by then, of course, you'll have found a way to find a grapefruit for breakfast. All right, then. What about here? Yeah, but that's fine. You can sleep there, and I can sleep way over there. That way, none of us can get any funny ideas. Agreed. Let's save that for Long Island. Yeah, um, good night, darling. Good night, my sweet Hermia. And so, Hermia and Lysander went soundly to sleep. Little did they know that Puck was around to stir up trouble. <sighs> I found no such person wearing a trench coat and Chelsea boots. But wait, who is this? Might it have been a hoodie-wearing, converse-bearing young man I am to find? Yeah, sounds about right. Oh no, oh no, 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 this is bad. 
So King Oberon asks Puck to put some drops in Demetrius's eyes, right? But Puck doesn't know what Demetrius looks like. He only knows that he's human. And so Puck saw Lysander and thought that he was the one King Oberon asked him to enchant with the Amor flower. Wait a minute. Who's this girl? Oh, she must be the girl that that jerk Demetrius rejected. <laughs> and he thinks Hermia is Helena. But she's so pretty. This guy's really a fool. Why, then I'll show him. Oh no, look now. Puck is placing the juice atop Lysander's eyes. What a mess this will become. There. Now face what you made this poor girl endure. I hate men. I must leave now. Oh, I hope this will end in chaos. Oh, Puck, you troublesome fairy. And look who comes now, Helena and Demetrius. Wait, Demetrius, don't leave me alone. You're walking too fast, and I'll get lost if you do not slow down. God, you are worse than the black things on bananas. Leave me alone. I'm going to find the beautiful Hermia by myself. I thought this would make him love me more. Ugh. I knew I should have brought some of my home-baked strawberry muffins, and now I'm lost, sad, deserted, and unloved. I'm so done with everyone being so obsessed with Hermia. Oh, Hermia this, oh, Hermia that. Well, I've had it. I am a mind poster next to her, so no wonder Demetrius runs from my arms. He is... Uh, who is this? Lysander? Oh my god, it's Lysander. Is he dead? Oh, please let him not be dead. Lysander, wake up! O-M-G. You guys, she's waking Lysander up. But Puck just put the more liquid on his eyes. He'll fall in love with the first person he sees when he wakes up. And if Helena wakes him up, he'll fall deeply, madly in love with her. Lysander, wake up! Oh, what is this? What's going on? What's on my cheek? A weak slap? Whoa. Or a spring's blossoming tulip. Wow, Helena, you're like really pretty. Like, there's this really pretty rose outside my window that I always see, but like, you're kind of prettier. Where's Demetrius? I'd punch him right now if I could. Oh, Lysander, don't say that. Why do you want to hit him? You shouldn't care that Demetrius is in love with Hermia. He loves you. Just run away together and be happy. Um... Run away with Hermia? You're kidding, right? That chick's way boring. Like, I don't even know her. You. You are the one I love, dear Helena. Ha ha, very funny, Lysander. God, I should have known. Why are you making fun of me? Why does everyone make fun of me? First, Demetrius is a total jerk to me. And now you? Leave me alone, you pathetic Fred from Scooby-Doo wannabe. I thought you were one of those guys that was, like, actually nice. But I guess you're just like the rest of all the guys I know. Bye, you jerk. God, this is just my luck. First, I'm rejected by Demetrius, and then Lysander makes fun of me like this. What's next? A grand piano falls on my head? And so Helenin left, completely broken down, because she felt everyone was literally attacking her and nobody cared about her. Helena! Crap. And now I have to deal with Hermia. I have to keep her away more like it. Hermia, you're the Gatorade flavor I've grown bored of. I will now focus my efforts on Helena. <laughs> so, um, this is awkward. Lysander just left and, um, Hermia is about to wake up. Lysander, 
Lysander, Ly Lysander, save me. I just had an awful dream. Mom and dad won't give me my trust fund. Lysander, my love, where are you? Oh no, I must find him. He doesn't do too well with bugs at this time of the day. And if I don't find him, well, let's just say it'll get ugly. Next on A Midsummer Night Dream, find out how our lovers will become entangled in confusion and deceit. Join us again next week for another exciting episode. A Midsummer Night's Dream was brought to you by ASF's Shakespeare Club as part of the Ángeles Espinosa Iglesias Fine Arts Center 10th anniversary. Wait for more super fun activities and news. 